podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Good evening and welcome to the Red Reaction Show from the LFC Day Trippers, where we're going to talk about Leipzig nil, Liverpool 2 in the Champions League tonight. And I'm delighted to be joined tonight by Gar, by Chris and by Paul. And we're going to go through the game. We're going to go through uh, the, the main talking points and, and the lineups and just try and dissect as much as we can. It's always good to do this shows after a win and, and what's, you know, it's been a rarity over the last while, but a good performance by the Reds tonight and it's put a bit of, um, a bit of pep back in the step, I'd say. Gary, I'm going to come to you. Um, how how did you find the the build up to the game? We'll come on to the actual game itself and the lineup. But you know, I, we probably all haven't done a pod in a while. But like, how have you been feeling about Liverpool coming into the game? Yeah, like like everyone, I suppose that the negatives are flying around. Uh, the forwarded many times WhatsApp messages uh, of the insiders and all that sort of jazz. But I suppose one thing uh, jumped out at me uh, was yesterday, Keith was Henderson's interview. Um, I suppose the, the psychology behind it, he looked so, so relaxed in it and was even laughing and joking about the WhatsApp messages going around. And, and to me, it sort of told something that, you know, the, you know, the, the things are good in the camp, considering all that's been going on, I suppose, results-wise. Um, and for the captain, I suppose, to be so calm and not defensive, because you could... Uh, you could understand them being defensive in front of the media as well with all the losses and, and the bad form we've gone through. But he wasn't. It was so relaxed to me. And it, it sort of, to me, I thought, right, is, is this where we torn a corner? Have have they had sat down finally? And, you know, we, we've heard they've had team meetings. But see, this that interview to me seemed to be the one where things looked a, a certainly more promising from a, a, a standpoint of an interview, whereas the, the last few weeks they've been very defensive. Yeah, they they have. They've been very spiky. Paul, I'll come to you next. Um, the same sort of question. How did you feel coming into this? Did you think that those, those as Gar touched on, you know, the 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 press conference yesterday, and um, we spoke on the Fatback Ford the other night about Salah putting out his tweet. You know that we're all in this. Did did you get a sense that that you know not that the toy is torn? It's one game. It's one performance. But were you confident going into this one, or were you still a bit skeptical? I was still a little bit sceptical, but I thought things were heading in the right direction. Based on what Gar was saying about the press conferences, I actually really like Jürgen's press conference as well. You know, the way they just come out completely, just handled everything out in the open, 
you know, kind of just put everything to bed. And to be honest, like Mo's Instagram post, I thought was fantastic. It was like, that is what you want to see. Mm. And, you know, it demonstrated passion. It demonstrated commitment. And, you know, I've been kind of, uh, you know, indulging my, my sort of mild fascination with like journalists who are just robbing a living. And it's just so easy to write the obituaries and start throwing the owners under the bus, start throwing, you know, Jürgen under the bus, throwing the players under the bus, you know, that kind of thing. And it was just really nice that when they smelt blood, we didn't give them a thing and we've given them a performance to kind of match like the, the demonstration of, you know, as, as Gar was saying with Jordan, with, you know, that composure, professionalism, not panicking even though things aren't going our way and almost like getting through it by taking it seriously but not taking it too seriously I think was an incredibly positive sign and I think that kind of manifested in the performance tonight. Indeed and Chris again before we go on to the game we spoke as I said about Salah putting out his his message as well and the significance of a coming from Salah whereas we we hear that sort of um we hear that sort of sentiment from the likes of Henderson, from Robbo, you know, a rallying call nearly. And for Salah to do that, um, it was significant as well. And it sort of, it showed that, yeah, all the team meetings they've been having, all the, you know, clearing the air and, and probably getting down to the, the nuts and bolts of what's been going wrong. It, it, it seemed like the right sort of rallying cry at the right time. How did you find it? Um, it it's a bit easy now because we won, but it struck of a players taking responsibility and take probably taking a bit of pressure for manager who's got a lot on his plate on and off the pitch at the moment. Uh, so, it, it, and like you say, with Salah, he doesn't tweet very often. He doesn't speak very often. So when he does, you know, um, while he may not speak outwardly to us, he is like one of our one of Klopp's generals. You know, one of his leaders. So it does make it does make um, a point. And then while Henderson was relaxed in his interview, and he was. He, he still had those, there was a bit of steeliness to it, which was the key phrase was, the manager's great, he protects us all the time, he can't protect us anymore, we need to step up, we need to do this, you know, stop the injury talk, we've got to crack on, which is, you know, which, look, words are great, I mean, I still wanted to get quite apprehensive, because, you know, this is a very good Leipzig side, you know, you're second in the Bundesliga, and they've got some really good players, and some hell of a talent on the, on the bench, and, you know, we handled them very well. So, I've been a bit apprehensive, but, you have been seeing glimpses of this. I know people don't want to hear it because you got beat by Leicester, you got beat by City, so nobody wants to hear it. But in the Leicester and City games, there were large spells where Liverpool actually controlled what they needed to do and did things really well. But in both games, they had a mad 10 minutes, which killed them, absolutely killed them. Whereas today, there were, which we'll go into it, there were incidences where we could have gone behind and we got that bit of luck where, like the Huang shot right at the end. The last three, last three or four weeks, that's going in. Yeah. Going in all day long. Today he, he he gets it wide, and sometimes that's just a little breaks, a little fine margin that he needs to go for. You. But no, it was good to see that you know everyone's sort of stepping up. You know, I think Manny's got a similar a bit. I think it's a bit similar to Salah. He doesn't speak very often either. So I'm so I, I was expecting someone like a Manny as well to possibly come out and say something. But look, I was hopeful for tonight we get something. You know, the performance today was um, brilliant. Yeah, indeed, and. You know, you touched on it there, Chris, and, and it's an excellent point. A lot of people are dismissing Leipzig and they're saying, you know, um, um you know, they're 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 not a great team. You do United nearly got back at them, all this sort of stuff. But they're a confident team, and as you said, they're second in the Bundesliga. They're a good side. 
they they play a certain way and they uh they they, they have a system that works for them and, and they're quite adaptable when they change their system. So they sort of change, chop and change their formation and, and they're a very, very good team. They're a very in midfielders, especially, I think they're very strong. Campbell and Sabitz are very, very good players in there. And Hoidara, you know, he's constantly running. He's tr- he looks a good player, you know. So it, it was a tough one. So I'm going to move on to the lineups, lads. And Gar, I'll come back to you. What did you make of our starting 11 tonight? Were you surprised by him or was it as expected? No, for me, uh, as expected, Keith, or, or if, if Milner had been available, I, I would have pro- thought experience-wise he might have been thrown in there. Uh, but for me, it, it you know it was he was never going to take Henderson out of centre half. To be honest with you, lads, let's be honest here. Uh, Quebec was probably going to start centre half after starting the weekend, obviously because he settled in sl- a slight bit more. Uh, excellent by the way tonight. Um, I was critical of some of his recovery runs the weekend, but really, really uh, solid performance tonight. Um, no, Keith, ev- everything sort of sort of fell into place. Um, I know we'll touch on player performances during the game, and I have to say there was some players who who really stepped up tonight, considering uh, the last while, and um, I suppose we'll touch on that in a while. But now, Kate, nothing unexpected to be honest with you. Uh, Chris, I'll come to you now. So the the lineup is the lineup. It, it's um, the same as Leicester with the Milner and Thiago change, isn't it? So it's the same as mm. that. Were you expecting it to be along those lines, or did you think you might try something different with the fact that Leipzig are not a uh, you know, they're not a four four two, four three three type of team. Did you expect that lineup or are you in the of the opinion that there's not really too much else you can do? No, I think that was the lineup. Uh the only discussion you ever heard was does do you throw Davis in? But politely, he's a lad who's been playing in the championship. Now look, he could look he could end up being like the next robber for us, which I yeah. hope he is. But ultimately, he's a guy in his mid twenties who's played championship football. Now politely, we've got a championship level player in Phillips, and we don't trust yeah. him. And also, he's just come, he's he's just come back from an injury. You know, he could, he couldn't get on the bench against Leicester because he picked up a, some sort of knock. Now he's back. It it just felt like one risk too many. I think you had to have Henderson's experience. It did concern me because in these sort of games, you want a Henderson or a Fabinho in midfield. But it was a bit of a needs must situation. And in fairness, um, I thought Curtis Jones and um, Gino Allen were excellent today. You know, that's probably the best Curtis Jones has played for a while. For a lad who's got, I think, a lot of unfair shit off people and I think people need to realise he's 20 yeah. and I think I think a lot of people need to wake up this is a 20 year old doing what he's doing and there's no way Liverpool expect him to play this many games a season but you know he's took his opportunity you know and his strength is also his weakness he does hold the ball too much but he held the ball so much today the amount of free kicks he wants to take pressure off to get us up the pitch what's happened early on the season is he unfortunately went those he wasn't getting the foul and it was leading to a, an attack. But you know, I thought lineup was as it was, and I thought Jones really took his chance. Can't can't knock him at all. I thought he did really well. Yeah, and Paul, um the, the you know, the lineup, the the defense picked itself, I suppose, the front three picked itself. The midfield have touched on, on Leipzig's um midfield three there, they're a dangerous one. Was were you concerned about the midfield going into the game or were you confident that you know, recent performances for, you know, let's say Thiago haven't been glowing. Um, Gene, he looks like he's he's been running through, you know, jam for maybe the last few weeks. You know, it, it's it's not been as maybe good as it has been, but were you, were you confident that they could have done it in Europe tonight, like a different competition? And I'm saying that in the sense that um, Thiago looks to have struggled with the 
the quickness maybe of the Premier League, um, the officiating in the Premier League where they're throwing yellow cards in so quick into them. Um, and and Jones has had games where he's he's not been able to impact it. But did you think Europe was a game made for this midfield three? I did very much so. I think it was a game made for Liverpool Football Club with where they're at right now. To be honest, I think we needed the change of scene. I think we needed that like fresh kind of clean slate, if you will. And I think in Europe, you'll generally get teams that A, haven't really found out our style of play and will give us a bit more space, which will play into the likes of Thiago, even though I've had some pretty brutal criticism of him in the last few weeks. I thought he did okay today. Uh, I still think he might be a square peg in a round hole for us long term, quite frankly, and I'm not convinced that he's going to be a success at Liverpool Football Club based on what I've seen so far. And, you know, again, we can go into midfield threes and stuff like that, but, you know, to be honest, the the ones that really stood out for me today were, as as Chris was saying, was uh, Ginny in particular, like his work rate, but it wasn't just the work rate, it was the intensity the the snap and the challenge was there. We were very, very keen on getting the ball back. You know, I saw Henderson's post-match comments where he said, like, he thought the press worked really, really well. And I think Ginny was absolutely instrumental in that. But I definitely think Europe is actually starting to set itself up quite well for us this season because we've got a style of play that continental teams in Europe don't like. And they're not quite sure how to handle it. Where I think in the Premier League, I think one or two teams have started to really show a bit of a template on how to play against us and how to kind of get round our system. I don't think the rest of Europe's caught up. So I think it does bode well. Uh, but honestly, you know, going into tonight, I would have, I would have preferred Milner in there if he was fit just to give that, you know, give that intensity and stuff. But I think in the main, I thought, I thought our midfield really did quite well tonight, and but they were given the space to do so as well as on top of a good performance. Yeah, um, so Gar, the first half it kicks off while lined up uh, a formation that or a lineup that I thought was as good as we could have done looking at the bench. And even if Milner had been fit, I disagree with Paul there. I think you know Thiago in these. Um, these games are, are you'll see him coming to the fore, I think, mm. in these. Um, and G and uh, Cortis, as was said, he, he held the ball, he looked, you know, he, he'll draw fouls in Europe, you know, he, he doesn't panic on the ball, which is great. So the game starts off. What did you make of the start by Liverpool Bear? How did you think we, we, lo- how do you think 20, we got in? The first 23 minutes, Keith, the game was so open, it was end to end, and for a neutral. If you're looking at that, you're going, geez, what a start to a game. You, you, you probably thought there was going to be loads of goals. And, um, I, I thought, um, I, I thought Genie was quietly effective in regards to just retain the ball, win the ball back, giving it simple. Uh, I thought Thiago, lads, uh, for, for. Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto loan rates as slow as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. As you've just said, Keith, it was so suitable from tonight because if you if you think about it, he had so much risk to play forward ball tonight that he hasn't had in the Premiership because obviously of teams sitting that bit deeper. 
Um, Jones is in there to carry the ball forward because he can do it at pace. He's, he keeps the ball very well. There was one instance down the right-hand side where he attacks and he holds it up well and he brings Trent into play. Um, so he's in there for that reason, to, to break the lines a bit and, and to give something uh, effectiveness going forward where Thiago hasn't got that pace, let's just be honest. But he's so good positionally, Warriors, and, and his passing range at times. You can see it. He's spraying the ball. He's not even looking at times. Um uh, I thought they were really good as well to start off, Keith. Um, yeah. Very impressive. So fast. Um, the first thing that I suppose in the first half an hour that jumped out to me, Keith, about them was they were really like a lead side, weren't they? Um, there, was, there, was, there was defenders popping up in the midfield. There was... Uh, 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 Angelino was was playing as a left sided forward at times, um, and, and then they adapted to sometimes to a two at the back. I saw two centre halves where where someone I, I wouldn't allow go to drop into midfield as cluster man because it was on all day that he couldn't recover. It, yeah. Three times in the first half we caught him out with balls around the side of him. Um, so they were very very impressive to watch. Uh, Nagels is is not a lot of people's cup of tea. I've been very impressed with him. We've been lucky to to see him on a training ground and see what he does. He's, he's impressed me a lot uh, for a young. Let's not, let's not forget lads. The guy is a kid in regards to coaching terms, um, and is doing a, a you know is doing a huge job. But it's an up and coming side in Europe. Uh, so very very impressed, Keith. Uh, the first half, considering what we've been going through. Uh, with a lot more risk in our, in our forward play, there was a lot more passes going in behind defenders uh, that we haven't seen in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, the, the front three were pressing so heavily at times, and I haven't seen them doing that in a long time. Um, Firmino sort of dropped into a, into, into a midfield position at times. I know he nearly scores the diving header, which would have been a great goal, by the way. Um, but really impressed with his first half, Keith, com- compared to what we've watched, I suppose, in, in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, indeed. So Chris Gart touched on it there. It was a very open start to the game. You know, there was chances for both teams. Um, did you feel, uh, you know, the confidence isn't really high among the Liverpool fan base and among the Liverpool team at the moment? Um, they hit the post with a header, almost hits, um, mm. hits the post. Did you, did you think they were starting to get a foothold at that stage, Chris, or was it just one of them sort of, um, slugfests that was looking like it was going to be. Yeah, it was a bit of a mad up for 20 minutes. Uh, the good thing for us was the one, the one that hit the post because I think that, I do worry with Liverpool at the moment is I think if we'd gone 1-0 down I think with what's gone on recently I think that might have been a bit of a mental killer. Uh, my only real concern in the first half was a bit like I thought after the first half of Leicester was we've played well we've actually dominated the ball pretty well we've created chances we haven't took them and we haven't had that bit of luck for it to take for taking it. and that was always that worry in the back of my head going we've seen this pattern before the last couple of games is when we don't take our chance when we're on top there's always a susceptibility of us catching something else um, so that was my only real, real niggle I mean you know if the Robson goal goes in you know you're talking about it for weeks it was um, unfortunately it actually fell to a left foot so if it felt it felt to a right footed player he could have hit that probably a bit quicker but you know great effort he got out of his feet quick enough considering he's yeah, a left forward, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm. That, that, that's not renowned maybe for, for striking from distance. But yeah, I take it on board. He was on the wrong side nearly. Yeah, yeah. And but, he takes it on. Go yeah, ahead. I fall, if I fall straight to his left foot, I think it's one very quick touch and, it, and to be honest, he, he just gets it off a bit quicker. But I mean, look, we're talking we're talking inches. He wasn't far away at all. But yeah, to me, that was good for Robson. It's a bit of confidence because he he's probably like both fullbacks struggle for a bit of confidence and Quite impressed he took it on. 
because I'll be honest, I didn't think he'd take it on. I thought he'd look to play a simple pass, which he wouldn't have blamed him for. So I quite like that bit of confidence that we are taking stuff on that a bit of risk that we we haven't been doing recently, a bit more risk football, which I think is when Liverpool are the best. They play with risk. And, you know, I know we haven't got much reward recently, but our best play is with risk. Yeah. Indeed it is. Paul, the first half is going on. There's there's chances, as we said, Leipzig hit the post. Robertson has a chance. Salah has a chance with that um Galashi makes it makes a good save on. And then we had the the header that Firmino gets that was it was unlucky, you know, it was just out of play, man able a bit of quick thinking. Hmm. Were you impressed was in the first half in the performance, even though the goals didn't come? Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, again, like going back to the to the Leicester game and even a bit of a theme like in the games where we've lost recently, let's be honest, we haven't played that bad. It's like mm. been certain things that haven't fallen into place and then errors compounding has been the main problem. I mean, I had literally, I think most of us had literally no problem with the way that we played for 70, 75 minutes against Leicester. And it was very reminiscent here. I think the number one thing that I'm getting from the last couple of games is that we're playing the game higher up the pitch again. And that has been absolutely vital for us because we've been speaking about this like ad nauseum since Van Dijk went out that we have to play the game 10 yards further back and it just invites teams onto us and it doesn't suit us at all. And, you know, the results are there for all to see. I really think that's one of the things that Kabak allows us to do is to just play that game a little bit further up the pitch. He's getting used to the system, definitely. But after two games, I think he's really starting to contribute now. And I've been really, really impressed with him in a lot of different ways. And not just for his individual performance. It's just that we get back a little bit of that high line that we're used to and we can start to squeeze teams a little bit more. And I think that was happening in the first half. And yeah, the way like, you know, Leipzig kind of hit the post and everything else. And I mean, I think on some replays, it looks like Alisson got a finger to that. So you could almost call that a really good save from Alisson as well. So, you know, th- there's, there's a lot of pluses, but like, as Chris said, we're always at our best when we're kind of not riding our luck, but we know there's risk involved and there's yeah. like that no risk, no reward kind of situation. So I definitely think we were impressive in the first half and we definitely took that momentum into the second half. We did. Um, at half time, I was watching it on Irish TV and um, Damien Duff was, was in the in the studio and he was talking about how Liverpool were were much more comfortable getting through the Leipzig press than Leipzig were getting through the Liverpool press. Um, which was a good point. And Kevo Sullivan has been beating the drum in the chat there tonight about the front three. You know, we were defending from the front, from from the off tonight. And it does set a tone. But you made an excellent point there, Paul, about uh, having Kabak in there and what it does to the other players. I said this on the Fatback 4 on Sunday. You know, having a centre-back who's a centre-back alongside Jordan Henderson who is is organizational skills are, are excellent is is being able to sort of talk and guide someone through a game it's it's one of the best in the squad and to have him there it allowed the fullbacks to attack more which we haven't been doing and Gary, I'm going to come to you you know it's been an issue hasn't it that um Trent and Robbo haven't been able to play their game so we've been so one dimensional lately that it's been easy to to play against us because we haven't been brave, we haven't been risking it, as the lad said. But you can see it even against Leicester, we were I thought we were excellent for 70, 75 minutes of that game and then had it just a spell where it just all went wrong for us. But 
do you think that the fullbacks getting into more attacking positions is going to be a benefit to us for the rest of the season? I saw saw it at times against Leicester, but we still reverted back to a, a you know a very safe shape of a back four. But tonight, it's a spot a huge difference in the kick. The lads are playing a hell of a lot higher. Uh, I don't think Quebec's recovery pace is as quick as we all you know would like to think. But as you've just said, a natural defender who who knows his position. You're not playing two midfielders there. That you know their, their mindset is totally different. Um, you know, Henderson has done a really good job there. Let's let's not you know, you know, step away from that. He's done a really really good job there. But you still want the same midfield at the end of the day because you know he gives you in there that intensity. Um, but tonight, even tonight with 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 his passing range, Keith, he was like Van Dijk at times playing there. Some of his his range out to out to Trent at t- times was was unbelievable, uh, but listen, he's not going to get that praise. Irish TV again, we're trying to knock it at times. You know why ah, he's he's this and he's that. But listen, the guys on up. In fairness, the Irish TV, um, Duffer actually said he's got on as a as a legend for what he's yeah. done. So, you know, uh, it, it, it's it's huge. But listen, get back to get getting back to it. The shape is a hell of a lot better tonight, Keith. Um, we've just spoken about the forward passes a hell of a lot better tonight um, the, the midfield three were, were huge tonight I thought in the first half the first 35-40 minutes we'd lost that bit of shape midfield the, the gap between midfield and defence is quite high um, but the lads settled into it which is great um, and we controlled it more because they, they're high intensity and, and they're, I suppose the energy key the, if you're looking at them it's, it's like, like a side that Mourinho would want to manage isn't it? Yeah they're, they're yeah, so powerful. Really. They're so it's it's a real Mourinho. So it's it's so so much raw power in it. Yeah. Um, but I'm just glad they have Uber Meccano at the back because oh my good God, Bayern won't want to be looking in uh, after getting the receipt back for him because he is absolutely malogian. Yeah, it's it's a it's a common team bashing up a Meccano and. Um, I think he's good. I think he's good. I just think he's one of these that um, whenever he's on the telly, looks shite. So uh, it doesn't help. You know what I mean? It doesn't help his case. But he was he was pretty Keith, bad. Uh, Michele impressed me a lot after well, um, yeah, I, and, and we'll he really stood out with a battery. We'll come on to him in a minute because he does make the mistake. But oh, he's a good player as well. He's one that I like. He's he's a really full for them. But he's, he's about six foot two, six foot three. He's a big unit, and he gets up and down. Um, he just makes a, a bit of a balls of it. You know what I mean? But look, Dean Regan, thanks for the super chat, Dean. Massive win, lads. Thought Quebec was superb. He was superb, and and we will touch on him more uh, later on in the show. So we'll come back to that, Dean. Don't worry. Thanks for the super chat. We'll be talking about um, we'll be talking about Quebec as it as it goes. Um, Reg, Reg, um, or Kumar Hydara was my favorite. Hydara was very good, yeah. Stefan is saying he's gash keyed for fucking. I'm assuming, I'm assuming that's what the Meccano that he's talking about and not Stefan knows this game, yeah. He does know it. Well, that's what he's talking about. Um, you know, if. if it is right if he's talking about uh, Quebec, we might have issues. If he's talking about Meccano, maybe. Um, but look, it's it's um. Another one here, Mohammed. Thank you, Keith. You can't judge on a few bad games here and there. If there was the logic, Alison would be. Can, yeah, exactly. You look, we can be reactionary. It's it's just that Upper Meccano is is a player it's, that it's it's more than a few though, isn't it? Let's be fair. Yeah, but the, the way <laughs> we, the way we, we count if, that, if, 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 if it being us, we saw Champions League just after you know when they did the mini tournaments. He dropped a few bollocks and that, which is ultimately why they got eliminated. Honest to God, he was a shit show at Old Trafford. 
he made them look like fucking Brazil. Pardon my language, but he did. You know, he's, he seems to be a player that's got that in him. Look, one-on-one defending, no problem. He can add it and he can add anything. You know, the actual defending side was fine. But honestly, God, today, when the ball was near his foot, he like a hand grenade. I, I, honestly, I, I thought he was kicking. I thought he was kicking. It was like he was kicking a hand grenade away. I was like, he looked scared to death of the ball. And this is the ball playing centre-back. And look, I don't watch as much German football and Spanish football as everybody else. I, I don't cling to. But every time I've seen him play, I just go, he's a good defender. But on the ball, and we're going, I just don't see it. And I'm sort of thinking, like, in bigger clubs where they have the lot of the ball, you don't like say to clubs, let him have it. He don't like become your weakness. And you know, look, I could be wrong. He could, he could, he's still young, he develop, but for fifty odd million, he's going for whatever it is. Not for me. Yeah, he, he's he's you know, boy, I'm mad to get him, and and they watch him a lot more than we do. You know what I mean? So he's obviously a very very good player who's very very highly rated. But in the 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 times maybe we've seen him, he hasn't done well. Kev O'Sullivan said there's a style of play he struggles with, um, and weirdly, he's not great versus pressing. And Man United as well, you could say, are the team that look to get it and move it quick. So maybe it, it, he's just being shown up in in the games that we've watched. But the guy the game goes on right, and second half is in. Um, Liverpool, they they look to be in control, but the first goal comes from a mistake. It's it's Mo Salah. Um, Paul, I'll come to you. What did you make of the Salah goal? Yeah, I thought it was you know it was just nice to actually see a bit of composure in front of goal after everything in recent weeks. You know, I mean, just to have that presented on a plate, and and we've had like similar situations like this happen during this run, and we've not capitalised like you were saying before. There's been a lot of pressure, and there's been a lot of like really pretty football played, but there's been no end product to it, and it's almost as if we've been trying to walk it into the back of the net because of a little bit of a lack of confidence. So it was just nice to see, like, well, it was nice to see the way that it fell, and then just Mo absolutely slot it and just not even think about it. And I think that was the theme for both goals tonight it was you know I know there's a few comments there about like the press and cause the mistake to happen and that that's all very well and good but you've still got to put them away and he put it away with a plum and again showed that leadership we were talking about right from the beginning of the show it's you know it's nice for him to you know as as we were talking about you know come out with those kind of sentiments but to back it up with a goal as well and such an important goal an away goal that is going to stand us in very good stead for the second leg, I think is really hugely important. Indeed it is, Chris. It, it was a goal that came out of um, sloppy play by, by Leipzig, you know, and, mm. and it, that you could put that down to the fact that we were sort of putting them under constant pressure. It's, I think it's or is it, that, that plays a, mm. a blind ball in behind Klosterman, but... It was still a great finish. Mo still had to had to finish it, you know. With, with. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at on NBC4, working for you. Impressed with it? I was, yeah, because uh, I think you and me have both had the same conversation about him and Manny, is instinctive finishes, I've no problem. I, mm. I, all day long. When Mo has time to think, when he's not in form, um, by his standards, you always say he, he, he hits it at the keeper every time. You, just, you worry about him one-on-one. That's where he's That's where he's not been doing this year. So 
that'll do him more the world of good than anything. The fact that it was one he had to think about it wasn't instinctive. It was one he had to think and and slot it, which was great. It was one of the first half, Chris. Yeah, yeah. which he which he hits he hits straight at the keeper's shoulder. Mm. You know, so you know he's obviously picked up that his keeper goes you know goes down, so I need to go low. So he's learned he's learned from it. But listen, there, there is a bit of luck to the goal. But fuck me, we haven't been taking much of this luck whenever we've had it, and we've been given it. We've given that look to everybody, and everybody's took it. Yeah, so exactly. I'll be honest; it'll do us the world of good. Going, well, look, we can be ruthless, and when we won it last year, that's what we were ruthless at. If a team made a mistake, we punished them and punished them badly. And you can tell that cr- those sort of goals are a killer for Leipzig because they'll have the belief that you know they played quite well, um, but we've gif- they've gifted us two goals. But also, you've got to take the chance. And you know, the only thing I would have been perfect for that game it would have been if Bobby had got one just to get, get, take a bit of. Um, pressure because he obviously is getting a lot of dislike and hate at the moment from a, a, a more vocal section of our fan base now which some of the criticism is fair but some of it I do think is over the top I think he's just a new the new scapegoat at the moment but no I was made up with the goal I thought he took it really well and I thought it, it was finally uh, getting a goal when you're on top which is something we'd, we've not been doing so yeah and then I always felt after that they complained to our hands a little bit more of just playing counter-attacking football which should suit our front three yeah, indeed. Uh, Walting Mathilde Krause in a super chat. Thank you very much. Um, brilliant performance. Looked and felt like ourselves again. Intensity was back. How good is Salah, by the way? Thought Klopp was sitting in my sitting room at times. And Gar, that, that's a point, isn't it? Like, with the no fans there, you can really hear the communication between, you know, Jorgen was very vocal tonight. Usually it's Henderson is talking, you know, and you can hear all that. It, it's quite different. I know we're all used to it at this stage, but it, it's a different take on the game, isn't it, when you can... Uh, you can hear what was, what was, was, was the amount of language coming out of Klopp at his own player. So, re- yeah. really, having a lot of times, uh, poor Quebec was on the end of uh, a, 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 few a, 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 a few times uh, with, with some creative language put in as well. Um, you, in fairness, you could hear Henderson right beside him. Um, I thought Ozzy Osbourne was playing for us for a second, so <laughs> Ozzy is obviously the, the new nickname from. Uh, and we could hear that quite clearly on Irish TV at times. Well done, Ozzy, here and there. So, now, in fairness, uh, I have to say, I love the no sound being a coach. Um, it, it's good to see who the leaders are on the pitch. And obviously, uh, trying to learn from coaches as well. And I thought Klopp tonight, especially after the pressure goes, he's been under, which has been huge, let's be honest here. Um, to, to hear him having a go at his players so vocally um, and, and, you know, that we could hear it so well. Uh, it, was, it was huge for me tonight to see that. This guy is still in the game. He's not going anywhere for for the moment, guys. Um, and it was great to see tonight. Listen, I know it's a, a European win. It's different than the league, but it's it's a, it's a huge win nonetheless, lads. Uh, we were so cohesive in our play tonight at times. I know they made two mistakes for the goals. But as you just said, Keith, or, and, and uh, Chris has said, we've been giving them stupid mistakes, individual mistakes away lately. So it's good to see someone else on the other hand of it. Yeah, indeed. Another super chat there from Dean Regan. Thiago's best game since the derby for me. And again, Dean, we'll come back to that in a second because I'm going to chat about the impact of the substitutions and we'll, we'll come on to Thiago about that. But I want to talk about the second goal. So the first goal goes in on 53, I think it is, and then on 58. And Gary, I'm going to stick with you on this. The lads had a chat about the Salah goal. 58, then it happens again. It's um, Mane that gets in. What did you make of this one? It's, it's quite like for like, wasn't it? Um I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't trust him going through. Um, I thought to myself, this is going to hit Galucci's foot or something like that. But again, a, a lovely finish. 
done a couple of times last, that finish he he actually did a couple of times last season he's generally the one that finishes the the you know the the quite the tighter angles and uh, but a, a lovely finish Keith looked looked like a player who'd been banging goals in for the whole season and he hasn't yeah so let, let's be honest here you know that's that's a major weight off his shoulder um from the last from the last what, six or seven games for him personally um, because he hasn't looked up to himself, it's been Mao that's been sort of carrying us goals with. Um, so that that call for him tonight, lads, is is absolutely huge. It is huge, and and it's a good point, Gar, because he takes it very well. He, he opens his body up like he's going to go across the keeper, and then just you know wrong foots him and sends him the wrong way. It's 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 not a um, we spoke as you said about the, the instinctiveness of of mm. Mane and Salah finishing rather than when they're running through maybe it, it's not their, their strong point but it was an excellent excellent finish by him but like that it's coming from you know a sustained period of pressure by Liverpool we're moving the ball a lot quicker we're shifting it from side to side we're moving a very good team Um, you said earlier Gar, very leads like you know difficult team to play and we, as Chris said, they're confident, they're second in the league. And we're moving them around. We were playing well. We were, we were doing some good stuff. And to go in 2-0, I felt it had a similar impact to when more conceding goals. It was just like a, a, a punch in the stomach for them because we were really in control at yeah. that stage of the game. Um, and I want, I'm going to move on now to the the double change that happens. Um, I don't think that really happens in between the... The sort of second goal, Leipzig make a couple of double change themselves. They bring on Yusuf Poulsen as a, as a focal point up front, which is something they were missing. And they bring on Willie Orban from Mukele after he makes a mistake. They're harsh, but you know, what can you do? But um, it, it's going in and we are starting to dominate. And, and Chris, I'll come back to you. We are starting to dominate the game at this point. And Thiago is looking good. He's, he's in the midfield. He's moving the ball quicker. And what I found with him tonight was... He was nicking the ball off the opposition players an awful lot. He wasn't going to ground as much mm. as he did in the Premiership. And he was just getting in. And that's what he, he does. That's what he's done for Bayern. That's what he used to do for Barca. He gets in and he just gets a little toe onto the ball. Way impressed for him tonight, as Dean said, his best game since the derby for him. Uh, it was, I would say it was better. You know, I've seen Thiago play quite a lot. And you're right, that is, that, that's his defensive game is front foot nicking it. Not going to ground, you know, it, it's not really his game going to ground. You know, this is why some of the soft free kicks are coming in. Now, maybe that's just in getting used to the league and all that. Um, my frustration with Thiago is probably not Thiago, it's probably the hype around him. And what I mean by is, I think you may have jugged us, he does a five yard pass to Genie when he stood next to him. And there's like YouTube clips, like it's the greatest five yard pass you've ever seen in your life. And I'm like, that's where I'm a bit like, Fuck's sake, no wonder people take no wonder there's pressure on him because there's always hype for a five yard pass. But look, what I liked is it didn't always come off was uh when like when Ubacano gave it away for the 84th time, what he tried to do was as soon as he gave because he was first one to it, he was hitting it first time passes, trying to get him through. Two or three came off, two or three didn't. But that's what he's not been doing for us. And that bit of zip and pace is what we've missed. It's always been one touch, look, go. And I think that's probably what he needs to take into the Premier League a little bit more is try and do a zip pass, you know, with that little bit more pace. He's got the ability, you know, he can, he can pass it, he can pass it anyways. His passing range is fantastic. So I agree, it's probably his best game since the derby, but, you know, I, I want to see it back to back. I still think he tires quite quickly. And I don't know if that's an age thing. I don't know if that's just because he's still coming back from in, injury. But, you know, end of the day, it's a, even at 2 0, 2 0 is always a bit of a, an iffy scoreline. And we still have to take him off and leave 
the youngster on, Jones, who fair to play to him, I think is the right decision because Jones has played well. Uh, so, look, I think it's promising signs, but the, I'm expecting more from him, and I'm sure you will see more from him. Um, I think from what I've read about Thiago, from what I understood was if we had more of a squad that we inspected, the plan was always to play Henderson and Fabinho as a two and him in front, like he used to for um, Bayern when he first signed him. He went back into being more of a double six, but that's where he used to play for Bayern in front of a two, which would have been perfect. But because we're playing so deep, um, I still think that's what we should be doing. We should be asking him to be pushing on the most and playing a two behind him. It's whether we have the two behind him, which has been, I think is what's causing the issue. We're having to play him deeper than, he sh- than we probably really need him. Yeah. Very true, very true. Paul, I'm going to come to you, right? And, and I'm not going to let you talk about Tiago. Well, I will let you talk a little bit about Tiago. But what we're going to look, so, so the goal goes in on 58. And then from 64 to 73, there's, there's a, a lot of substitutions that happen. And, and I think they have an impact on the game. We're in control, I think, up to 2-0. And then, as I said, they make a double change. They bring on Paulson and Orban. Stead, it solidifies them at the back, I think, with Orban going in there. Mm-hmm. And it gives them a focal point up front. But we make a double change and it's Shakiri and Chamberlain come on. Thiago goes off and Firmino goes off on 72. And then on 73, they bring on Huang. What did you feel? Did you feel those subs impacted the, the game as much as I obviously do? Or do you think I'm reading too much into it? I think there definitely was an impact on it. Because, you know, when you bring on, in particular, when you put Shakiri on for Firmino, you lose that kind of linchpin in the front three, which allows you to, you know, because when Firmino comes deep and he does the hold the ball up and, you know, he can bring everybody else into the play, you lose that with Shakiri because he's just not that type of player. And then when you add in the fact that, clearly, Shakiri's been in and out of the team, his form's very spotty. And then I think for me, like, I think Oxide Chamberlain looks like he's just desperate to get a string of not even consecutive games, just consecutive minutes. You know, he's just so short of match sharpness and, and probably like a general overall fitness level, I think, that it was bound to have a negative impact on our control over the game. And like you say, I think especially when Huang came on, and we all know about Huang because we saw him play for Salzburg last year. And for me, I'll be I'll be completely honest with you, when I saw them play against us last season, I wanted to take him over Minamino, if I'm being completely honest with you. I thought I he was the best player. Them. I wanted both yeah. and I thought he was both excellent. Yeah, yeah. I really, I mean for me I thought I thought he was more standout than than Taki was. But obviously he's he's always gonna cause problems in the round, but I do agree with you to an extent, Keith. I think the the, the switches we made and also in combination with the little shape chains that they had with their substitutions it just led to that little bit of a flat spell where they came back into it a little bit before we managed to kind of you know manage the game which again is another big thing that we haven't been doing in recent weeks and I was pleased to see that yeah Darren McCusker throws in the super chat thanks very much Darren we appreciate it uh, Hendo good on the ball tonight some great passes to Mo and Trent was poor defensively though positional awful positionally awful they could have scored three. Um, there, I think that's maybe luckily everyone's entitled to an opinion, and and we certainly on these on these channels, you know, we don't like to rubbish anyone's opinions, and I'm not going to rubbish your opinion. Maybe we see it a bit differently. I, I thought he was okay defensively. I thought he, he won a lot of headers defensively. There was a couple of times maybe they go through. There's the, the Huang one. He does go a bit. 
maybe a bit easy and there's a forced half one as well where I'm not forced the, the second half. He gets in behind, doesn't he? In is it, when Alisson makes yeah. the save. Yeah. Um, yeah, I take it on board. He, do, he does have a couple of lapses, but I suppose we're going to have to just accept that Jordan Henderson isn't a centre-back and he's he's not the first choice midfielder to go into centre-back, you know, so he's so far down the, the centre-back pecking order that he's not going to be perfect and he is going to make mistakes. And I suppose we just have to... Uh, just have to take the, the rough of the smooth. If, if the overall um, the overall package is, is getting us through where we need to go through, but I do take it on board. You know, his his positional sense, he, and he doesn't have the the pace maybe to to recover. But I thought he'd done a decent job tonight, and and I really thought he was he was quite good there with Quebec at you know at, at keeping the mill. But look, again, we appreciate the chat and we appreciate the opinions. We won't all agree. We don't all agree. Um I thought his incept I thought his interceptions were, were were the best part of his game, especially in the first half. He's very good at I think that's because he's played like Fabinho, the number six role. He's very good at stepping in yeah. just to nick it out. And it does it does give us, as you've already mentioned, that passing from the back, which we've we've not had Fabino has that in his game, and for some reason he refuses to to use it, which is really Frustrating, but we at the end of the day, lads, we've won away in Europe with our well from the start of the season now. A centre back that wasn't in the club, and our second, you know, our, our second best midfielder. Are we? So we're, we're talking about fifth and sixth choice mid- centre backs playing here. Fifth, fifth choice centre back. Let's be honest here, because yeah, fifth and sixth choice centre backs. Van Dijk, uh, Matip, probably Fabinho. Because you've got then the you've, two kids after that, you don't even include them, and then you've got Henderson. So he's possibly a fifth choice in Klopp's mind. Yeah, so you know, fifth and sixth choice centre backs, and you're winning two 0 away in Europe. I think I, I understand criticism, but you know, I think there's an element of you've got to have a bit of perspective. Now, if, if it was Gomez and Van Dijk doing that, we'd be well more critical yeah, because yeah. they ha- they have a level of expectation. If Matic was doing that, we'd have a level of expectation. I'm wi- I'm willing to give centre mids playing centre back. A little bit of leeway and a 20 year old making only second start for the club and his European debut for us. A little bit of leeway, you know. I understand we, we're not, I'm not saying it's all sunshine and roses, but I think we just need to be a bit, a little bit realistic of where we are. Yeah, indeed. Paul, I'm going to let you take the next super chat. So, Dean Regan again, thanks very much, Dean. For me, no worries, me, he's offering nothing. Uh, and it's a, it's a, a conversation that's devoiding in the chat by the looks of it tonight. Um, some people thought you done well and others maybe agreeing with Dean in this instance. How how was your take on it, Paul? I think it's similar to what we're saying about the centre-back situation, isn't it? It's like, you know, you've got to, you know, just to close out on Henderson for a second, it's almost as if, like, he's a central midfielder playing there. He hasn't played defence for his entire career. Funny that, isn't it? But but, but the thing is, like, with Bobby, it's like, it comes down to the same thing, that, that dreaded word, isn't it? Expectations. It's like, what do you expect from Bobby? Like, do you expect them to be drilling goals in left, right, and centre? Then I'm afraid you're going to be very disappointed because he's just not that type of player. And I think he's been at Liverpool long enough now for us to know and understand that he's not that type of player. What he does well is link the play. And he does all the donkey work. He does all the dirty work. And he sacrifices himself for the team. And also as well, like, assists like how he set Mo up on Saturday... He he does that every season, but he only does them once or twice. Yeah. Okay, Perry. 
parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get on all on rates as low as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Those little kind of cheeky, cute back heel kind of flicks and, you know, Rabona's back into Salah where he can drill it in, they only happen a couple of times per season. So it depends on how you want to evaluate him as a player. You can't evaluate him on just goals. Like his overall contribution is way, way more diverse than that. So... I get where the criticism comes from because I'd like to see him score one or two more, probably just for his own confidence more than anything. But I think you have to almost evaluate Bobby on the performances of the other players around him because he's like Hendo in a way where, you know, Hendo makes everybody else around him play better and Bobby's exactly the same. It's very true. It's very true. As uh, Megan McCallion puts in there, Bobby off the ball work was brilliant tonight, I thought. And it's something maybe this substitution, and, and it's maybe harsh because Shaq isn't, uh, isn't Bobby. You know what I mean? If it's a player. It is. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's the problem you have. You, you can't get a like for like for him. So you probably, if you're going to look to bring in someone else, you're going to be looking at a totally different type of player. But anyway, the, the substitutions, yeah, I felt that they did that. It was detrimental to us. And one player that's come in for all the criticism in the world has been Alex Oxley chamberlain And look, the lad is, is absolutely stinking the place out at the moment. He cannot catch a break. You know, tonight I think was... It was one of the worst sort of cameos I've seen from a player in a while. Nothing came off for the lad. Gar, I'll come to you on it. Um, he just couldn't get the ball out from under his feet. He was, he was like he was two yards off. Every pass seemed to go straight to the Leipzig players. Is there an issue with Oxley Chamberlain, or is, is he just not? He needs games and he needs minutes, and he's not going to get them in this team at the moment. Yeah, and I think you know our season, the way it started, he's come back from yet another injury, and um, we're in a bad run of form. He's hitting a bad. He's. I think you touched on earlier. He, he's over trying. He's, he's trying to do things that he possibly shouldn't be doing in the game. He's probably been asked to, to break the lines as a midfielder and to carry us forward at times. Um, as you say, he's, he's 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 getting stuck on the ball. There's two and three players around him. He's losing the ball quite quickly. Uh, he's over trying. I, I think the the you know the evolution of the team has probably passed him by a year ago. Um, when he last got injured, um, I think he's he's struggled to come back since. Uh, a, a great guy from from all we hear and we, we, we see him, you know, regularly on our a TV channel, etc. Uh, but I think that the evolution of the team has passed him by. He's he's probably better off going and starting for a side low, in lower in the league. Although I can't say that about us at the moment. <laughs> but no, I think I think the way things have evolved and the way he's come back from injury and air shit run of form. I think I think it's all sort of come into it, and it, it's not helping the lad at all. Like I think, as I've said, we've evolved, and I think he's dissolved slightly. Yeah, it's it, it's a worry, you know. I like Ox. Um, I think he's a good guy, you know. Yeah. Uh, he's he's getting a bit stick in here. Uh, who said this? Mohammed was he? He needs to get off Instagram. His videos with his chick. You can't say that anymore. Uh, and get the Kirby for double sessions. Oh yeah, because oh yeah, because Instagram posts is what 
faulty game in it. Yeah, Honestly, and, come on. And, not, and, I'm not. I'm not being funny. Not not to have a go in, but for Christ's sake, lads! You know the young men. If they want to go on Instagram and show a picture with the with the wife or going out, he's, you know, if he comes off Instagram, he's not going to turn into Zidane. You know, and how do you, <laughs> you know, and how do you know he's not doing double sessions? He may be doing double sessions. You know, not every player shouts about what they're doing. You know, so Christ, I mean, look, I don't think he was fantastic tonight, but he did create two or three opportunities where actually the crosses were cut, the players weren't there. And he, yeah. you know, it's just a, you know, sometimes he also needs that bit of luck where you put the cross in. If, my, you know, my, if Manny reads the cross like he should do, it's 3 0, and we're all going, oh, what's an ox, Billy? What a, what a ball. Yeah. Because it didn't come off, you know, and it's not easy coming off as a player. So, yeah. you know, and maybe it is, maybe it has evolved in him, but it's, it feels like every game we need a bloody scapegoat. Yeah. If it's Bob, it, you know, you know, yeah. Chamberlain, it's now Chamberlain because Firmino did okay today. So we'll blame Chamberlain. But next week it'll be we'll go back to Firmino. No, if you ask me on Firmino, I think possibly his times his times come to an end at Liverpool, personally. And I don't buy the idea that you can't find another Firmino because I do think it's, I think that Klopp's already looking to tw- tweak the formation and tweak how we play. So I don't think he needs another Firmino. I think he wants yeah. something different. Now that difference could be Salah through the middle and a new right winger, or that or that could be finding his version of a, a target striker like a, yeah. a Lewandowski type. Why do you touch on that, lads? I think the, the, the evolution of the number nine recently in the last year and a half has, has become very, very prominent. Uh, Lewandowski mm. has obviously uh, been absolutely outstanding. Uh, Haaland has, you know, re-evolved, you know, remade that position, uh, you know, the, the focal point, if you want, of a number nine, because everyone was using that false nine. Let's let's be honest about it. Everyone was, you know, playing a, a fluid attack of football. City have a centre mid playing there at the moment, uh, who's who's banging in goals. So, you know, it's different strokes for different blokes, etc., uh, etc. Et uh, you know, Mbappe is slightly different in the way he plays. Um, but the, that number nine role has really, you know, really come back to the fore in the last year and a half for for big sides. So I think. Whilst they're all flying, let's be honest, Calvert-Lewin was doing well the start of the season. Harry Kane evolves as that player. Um, <coughs> if we look at the Premiership, Bamford has stood out in that position as, as, yeah. as an out-and-out number nine. So we're all, you know, that, that position. True, yeah. Look, it, it, the, the target number nine is changing, isn't it? It's going yeah, back. Yeah. That was a dying position and it's come back. But lads, I want to move on to Ramez's super chat. Thanks very much, Ramez. Mo Salah, the only constant in this time of bad form. Bobby gets into good positions, can't finish. Sadio scores finally. I guess Hendo and Kabak it is. Look, it, it was a good performance. I think, you know, he thought he hits the nail on the head with the, the front three there, in my opinion, and, and it was great. But before we finish up, lads, I just want to talk about, uh, again, a bit of criticism on Irish TV came for Alisson and came for Quebec, where they weren't really impressed. Richie Sadler and Damien Duff weren't overly impressed with them and thought there was enough errors and, and, and things in that. Alisson forced, lads, um, he, he, he doesn't look as confident with the ball at his feet, but he will come through the other side. It's not like a goalkeeper who's who's making mistakes with his hands and letting easy ones go in. He's actually making great saves in these games. Leicester, he made a great save, a double save. It was absolutely fantastic. And tonight he makes the Uncucu save. Brilliant. You know, so it's a bit harsh, um, the, the Alice and criticism. Um, but they, they also felt Quebec was, Damien Duff said he'd send them back. There's no way Liverpool will be... <laughs> He's going back on the boat, <laughs> Yeah, going back on the boat. Um, I thought it was a bit harsh. I thought, I thought it was two, game, 
It's two games. Jesus Christ, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. But, but it was it was something um and Paul, I'll come to you. How did you find Quebec's performance? Thought he was great. Honestly, that that pick Gars points up definitely that the recovery pace isn't quite there yet. Uh, I think he's still learning the defensive system. But I was actually just saying to someone the other day, I really like Kabak long term because I think he gives us something that none of the other defenders have got. Yeah. Where, you know, Van Dyke is the quintessential Rolls Royce, mm. if you will, mm. if you want to roll out that like cliche. And Joe Gomez is like a kind of a mini Van Dyke waiting to happen because he does play very similarly to him. And, you know, Matip's a ball playing centered off when he's not made of biscuits. And, you know, <laughs> Fabinho's what he is, do you know what I mean? And, you know, obviously you could talk about Ben Davis. I think it'll be very, very seldom you'll ever see him in a Liverpool share. Quite frankly, I think he's a body to stop Nat Phillips and Reese Williams having to be put into a red shirt again to protect them. I think he's a last resort break glass for me. But Kabak, he's just, I know there's the reputation with him because obviously he's had the five game ban and he's come with this little bit of a rebellious kind of streak. But I just think he's got a bit of an arrogance about him and he's just got a little bit of an ag and he's, he, I think he looks like he could handle himself and he could be a bit nasty when he needs to be. And I think that's something that we've needed, that little bit of needle at the back, a centre-half who can look after himself, clearly backs himself because he's got that kind of, and again, I don't want to resort to kind of like, you know, nationalistic stereotypes here, but he's got a bit of that <laughs> Turkish kind of like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> that that kind of you know that thing that Emre Chan had, but like Emre Chan couldn't back it up. Uh, you know he's he's got that little bit of like once a bit of he's got a bit of machismo about him almost. You know what I mean? And I really like that, and I think it's really going to benefit us long term. So as he learns the system and as he gets his recovery pace up, I think he's going to do really really well. I really like the yeah. look of the kid. He's only he's only twenty years old. I think he 20 can be molded. Again, yeah. You know, I think he can he's, be molded. Yeah. I, I compared him to uh, when we when we signed him. We done a show, and I compared him to a mix between Skirtle and Lovren. And he's he's looking <laughs> oh, that way Jesus. at the moment, and it, that doesn't sort of fill you with confidence. Oh, but, but it's it's the sort of the good points nearly. You know, he, he's tough in the tackle like Skirtle is, and he's 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 sort of wants to be front foot like Lovren. Now, if he can just build on the positive sides about it, then mm-hmm. could be a good player. Obviously, we automatically jump to the negatives, but, but hell and ever, you know. But look, lads, um, I, I won't get your other takes on, on Quebec tonight because I'm, you might think he was man of the match, so I want to move on. Um, <laughs> just before we get to that, um, Huang misses a good chance at the end, which would have put pressure on the second leg. But 2-0 is a great result for the Reds away in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, make no bounds about that. So, Chris, I'll come to you. Man of the match, who do you feel was your standout tonight? The easy answer is Salah, but I'm going to give it to Jones. I think Joe, I, I think for a 20-year-old lad, Champions League, Champions League round of 16, I thought he did a very mature performance. M- performance that has been claimed he hasn't gotten his in his game. So I'll I'll give it to the young lad. I thought Curtis Jones did really well. Yeah, great show, great show. Uh Gar, what about yourself? Man of the match. Yeah, I'm afraid I have to back Chris up on this. Uh for me, lads, uh, a huge thing to, tonight that stood out was uh, his positional intelligence uh, for a 20-year-old kid who's played, you know, a handful of games. Uh, a trend has drifted off right up to, you know, as, as we want him to play in the last few, few games. And and Jones was always there to cover him, which was huge for me. Um, it was great to see uh, that he's developing that side of his game as well. Um, and, and for what he's doing on the ball and, and, and his work rate, etc., I thought he was excellent. Good stuff, good stuff. And Paul, what about yourself? I'm going to go for Ginny Wijnaldum. 
because I just thought his work rate was absolutely off the scale. And you consider what he's done for us this season and in seasons past and how he just never stops. And like, yeah, all right, the last couple of games, it looked like he was running through treacle, like you said. But tonight, he was intense. He was there. He was pressing. He was winning the ball. He was making loads of little intelligent passes. And I think that was the performance that we built the back of this win off. Yeah, excellent, excellent. I, I agree, they were all good performances there. Cortis and Genie were excellent in midfield. I'm going to go for Kabak myself because I think it was a very mature performance. I think it was, um, while he doesn't have a lot of pace, he, he reads a lot of it and he was trying to snuff out a lot of the danger, which I was impressed with. And, and to have a natural centre back there, I think will benefit us in the, the rest of the season. Now, that could all go to shit after a few games. He could make a few mistakes, but genuinely, I thought he was decent against Leicester without being great. And I think mm. he stepped her up again tonight and then we'll go into the derby and hopefully he can build on that. You know, and if he can build on that sort of performance, I think there's a player there that can be moulded and would be one I would certainly, if the, if he continues to perform, obviously he's only had two games and we got spanked in one of them, but if he continues to try and perform and, and, and build his game, I think he'd really be a shrewd signing for us. So, yeah. Uh, mm. It, it's one to watch there, you know. So, look, lads, I'm going to leave it at that. But before we finish up, I just want to give a shout out to the, the raffle that, that Gav had organised and, and a few people had helped him with. Um, I know Kieran Thorne was heavily involved as well. Um, for Keane, the, the young lad that has the needs the money, he's only, I think he was only six months old and he got uh, brain cancer. And he's only one now and it's costing a lot of money, obviously, to help them with his, with his treatment. And we put a, a month's deadline on the tickets, 500, 499 tickets. And I think they sold out in something like six days. It was absolutely amazing. Um, everyone got in and helped out, which was brilliant. And, the, the tweet went out today. The money was transferred into the account. Uh, it was over 3,000 uh, went in, which was brilliant for the tickets awesome. alone. That's without any sort of donations and, and things that we've been getting. That was just on the, the ticket sales from this from this alone. So it really, we, anyone that's contributed, or not even, you didn't have to have bought a ticket if you shared the message or, you know, anyone that done yeah. anything, it's really appreciated. And Gary, I know you know that the, the parents, that the, the father was on and he was really appreciative of, of the effort that we put in. Uh, and not that it matters, but I think his father's a Manchester United fan. And, and I was yeah. only going to say, was there a little mention yeah. that he <laughs> yeah, did no, say on the tweet? And I think it's in fairness to him on the tweet, he replied back that day, he said it came with death definitely be brought to Anfield one day so you know yeah, and these are the sort of things that clubs don't, football doesn't matter, you know what I mean? But it was an excellent bit of, I think, Gav really, really pushed it, and it's still That's pushing it, it, it has to be said, he's still pushing the agenda, it's not like it's over now because we've done that, but it's it it, it was brilliant done, 3,400 uh, raised, well done to all involved, as Kev O'Sullivan said, it was brilliant. Um, Emma Cavanagh do the draw and start up another one, look, it, it, another thing I want to give a shout out is footballprizes.co.uk who facilitated the draw and the prizes and the raffle and all that sort of stuff. They done that and they gave all that money over to the charity. You know, they done a really, really good job in helping with the the whole um the whole work on that. And and it was just a great, great job all around. But I know Gav doesn't like to talk not doesn't like he does like to talk about it, but he doesn't like to take any of the credit for himself and he really deserves it because he really pushed it. And Gar will know this, you know, he, he's pushed it 
for for the whole time and he's he's constantly said it in, in WhatsApp groups and all that. He's he's really, really passionate about this. And it's just a first step on helping and we're glad we could help and everyone who played a part, I just want to say thank you very much. So look, lads, we're gonna leave it at that tonight. It's been a good win for the Reds away in Europe, 2-0, great result. Um when is the next leg? Does anyone know? Is it three, three weeks time? Three, three weeks time. Three weeks, yeah. Three weeks time. They'll be tougher in the away leg. Hopefully we'll be tougher on the away leg. But you know, on our home leg hopefully we'll wait and see but look it's a win it's nice to talk about a win it's nice to talk about a win with a good performance um, and we'll be back then there's a midweek fix on tomorrow um, myself Gav Grizz and Jamie I think on that one and then Thursday could be a carnage and then the Friday fix so again busy shows all week thanks for the continued support everyone we do appreciate it um, and I just want to thank the lads for coming on Gar thanks for giving me your time tonight thank you Pat thank you Tom. Good stuff, Chris. Always a pleasure to have you on these, these shows lately. <laughs> Cheers, thanks for having me on again, mate. No worries. And Paul, great to see you again. Thank you very much, mate. Much appreciated. Always a pleasure. Good stuff, good stuff. This has been the Red Reaction Show. We've been the Day Trippers, and we'll see you all again soon. Hey, which glasses look better on me? Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Pretty cool, right? Hmm. Uh, I don't know about the purple cat eyes. I think they're fun. What about these tortoiseshell glasses? Or these rimless sunglasses? Oh, what about these clear frames? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep, they also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenni.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95. What you doing? Trying on glasses with Zenni's 3D Virtual Try-On. Wait, are those the actual prices? I say get all of them. Seriously, why not, right? Oh, now I want new glasses. Zenni.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95. Sports Social Podcast Network.